Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. This episode is sponsored by Polymorph Crafts. Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories. Hello, everyone. Before we begin, I have a quick announcement about Dungeon Drunks at RTX. Our podcast began as a live D&D game at the Rooster Teeth Fan Expo in 2013. We raised money for charity with the help of SideQuest, which is an excellent organization that creates safe and fun events at conventions and helps raise money for awesome charities like Extra Life, Able Gamers, and Operation Supply Drop. After a few years of only playing D&D at RTX, we expanded to be this weekly podcast you know and love. But our commitment to SideQuest and raising money for charity remains the same. So along with our live game during the convention, we are once again offering a package of D&D goodies for the SideQuest charity auction. But SideQuest has a whole community weekend to offer. It takes place August 2nd through the 5th during RTX Austin. SideQuest's Community Weekend is all about having fun with your fellow Rooster Teeth fans while raising money for charity. Along with that charity auction, there's a Bar Olympics, a cool-down lounge to enjoy, and lots of really good people that you get to hang out with. And now Dungeon Drunk listeners can take 15% off of a weekend badge with the special code SQDUNGEON15. That's right, that's 15% off a code for the entire weekend with the code S. Q D U N G E O N the number 1 and the number 5 head over to sidequest.org to use that code and come enjoy a fantastic weekend with us while helping support some amazing charities and now distinguished adventurers last time on dungeon drunks in the pixie village of home our heroes chat with Malvine, who is the leader of this village. She says the beholder that they have found sleeping in this village was summoned by a coven of hags who had moved in nearby and are trying to destroy them. Pixies were able to put the beholder to sleep and keep it asleep, but they're not quite powerful enough to defeat it on their own. As the beholder sleeps, it dreams, and the pixies believe that it's had prophetic dreams about the Heralds of Greenest, showing up and vanquishing the beholder and saving the town. They're offered food, drink, and magic items as the group heads in the direction of this coven of hags. Along the route, strange, horrible creatures come flying out of the woods, twisted and changed versions of beholders who swoop towards the party to attack, and that is where we begin tonight. Welcome. To Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, also known as Obo Crazy, and for the second time in a row, I have an entry into the Cider Wars. I've also got a live tasting, because Ooh. I don't get to do this that often. Ooh. So, as I mentioned last week, I had a chance to go to Total Wine, and they didn't have what I was looking for, but they had a giant selection of uh, ciders that all were in individual bottles, so I didn't have to buy like a six-pack or a 12-pack or anything. So, I, I have a couple of these. I'm excited over the next couple weeks. But this week, I've got Pair Up Hard Pear Cider. Uh, this is the Pear Essentials line, and it comes in this nifty neon green bottle. Ooh, I love Pear Cider. Well, I'm kind of a fan, too, and I figured it was a nice change of pace from, from the jalapeno. So I'm going to open this puppy up, and we're going to give it a try. Ooh, that's very light. I like that a lot. It has no caloric content on it. Oh, wow. No calories. Oh, you can wow. drink as much as you want. Oh, yeah. I was going to look for sugar content, 
It's fermented pear juice, sodium, and methyl sulfatate. So that's it. Apparently, it it's nothing, and it has nothing in it except for joy. But it is very good. I like it. And also, it's got the neon can, which I am a fan of. And it's just a little bottle. I, I didn't get the big 40 like I had last time. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, it's Jonathan the Mad Muscular. And no, hold on. No, it is my name. I, I've done this every week for years. God, I fucked this one up. Okay. Ah. Sorry. All right. Cut. Dragon. Hey, this is John. Okay. Hmm. Hey. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. Stop it. Uh, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Mad Muscular. And tonight I have a rum and cola because I'm out of lime juice. So it's technically not a Cooper Libre. It's just, just a rum and cola, but it is still good. And tonight's shot of fireball to be consumed at the first casting of fireball or the equivalent spell thereof is dedicated to friend of the show and artist Cherie Reeves. If you've Yay! gone to Supernova or any of those other Australian conventions, then you can meet Cherie. And she's actually done a bit of a fan art for us here. I think she's done a done a Bernie, Bernice Q. Burns, I believe, and a couple others. But she's great. She's awesome. And uh, her art is adorable. You can find her on Twitch and such. And Cherie, this shot is for you. Jazz. Do we know, is she going to be at RTX? I don't think she is. Uh, if she is, then she hasn't said so. I don't think. All right, it, it's a trip and a half, and but you know, it's it's awesome now that RTX has the the actual artist alley, like a big giant artist artist alley. So I kind of always hope that she's going to be there, but that is a bit of a trip for her. Carlton, what are you drinking? Hi, that's me. I'm John Carlton, that film guy. That's what I am. I'm drinking uh, sparkling organics sip, uh, Mojo Berry. It is blackberry, mint, and lime. Ooh, ooh. I, uh, I was Katie's on vacation, so I was meal prepping for her, and I was like, "Oh, I need a drink for tonight." And like, this was on the shelf at the store. So blackberry, mint, and lime. Not bad. I feel like it would be a good mixer for like alcohol. vodka. Yeah, yeah sadly. <laughs> or, or it might be the the kind of thing where you freeze it and it becomes fruit pops. All right, guys, give me three hours. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Just put your Deal. lives on hold for me. Meanwhile, Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this uh, evening has to do with uh, just surviving another day in the Cider Wars. Uh, so we have a returning combatant. And to to make wait, it wait, another wait. day... Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask. I mean, we joke about the Cider Wars, but I don't think we've actually, like, thought about this yet. Have we really? I, I, I prepare for every eventuality and every exigency. <laughs> <laughs> So cheers to you, sir. <laughs> Sorry, go on, go ahead, please. So we always talk about new entrants to the cider wars, but we never talk about the veterans, the ones who are in the trenches every day. It takes wit. It takes guts. It takes gumption. Gumption yeah. hard style. Yeah. With this the loudspeaker mustachey guy who reminds me of Waylon of Waylon's Wagon of Wonders. Cheers. For good reason. <laughs> Finally. Bernice, Q Burns, what are you drinking? I think it's funny that you mentioned the cider wars and that you talk about combatants that have been there a while. Because tonight I brought what I consider, I don't know, maybe my British expeditionary force uh, <laughs> entry into the cider wars, the uh, Brickwork Cider House, batch 1904. It's good. It's solid. You it know, makes you it happy. Stand up to, to, to the German flank. <laughs> <laughs> where's the best well, i feel like the british have a lot invested in the cider wars i mean they have a very strong strongbow contingent it is ironically canadian yes strongbow is one of the first hard ciders i ever tried when i was legal enough to drink in the country i was drinking it in let's put it that way <laughs> i think strongbow is probably the first hard cider i had too oh yeah big dice john oh. introduced me to strongbow yep same here Ooh. 
friend of the show, Big Nice John. Because we need another John in our lives. <laughs> there aren't enough, apparently. <laughs> apparently we know all the awesome people named John, or just with J's. I just need, I need my life filled with people named J something. <laughs> we are wonderful. You are. Also, I have a pickle, bonus pickle. Bonus pickle. I got a pickle. I got Does a cider and pickle I go together? Uh, pickles hey, go hey, really hey, good hey. with chips and burgers. And Fair enough. I got a pickle. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you know what you also have? You have two beholder-like entities that are coming to try to kill you. So let's roll initiative. Nothing like starting the episode by rolling initiative. Oh, yeah. I know. I love it. Stupid beholder kid. I do too. Oh, dear. All right, Bucks. Do better than that. Oh, no. That's not better, buddy. Good thing I got that shield now. Although that doesn't protect from saving throws. No. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Since we see it, can Bernie get a spell off before we... Sadly, no. You guys made some rolls last week to see them uh, in enough time. And you you saw them in enough time to not be surprised, but not quite enough to get off a preemptive spell. Well, let's hope that they suck. Well, they didn't do amazing, but they they don't suck. Let's put it that way. Carlton. I got a 12. And Bernie. That's a 10. That's a 10. And Shadow? 15. And Travancore? 16. Ooh. And Jonathan? Nine. Nine. And Bucks? Oh, Bucks did worse. Six. Oh, no, Bucks. All right. And this guy got a 10. I need to go get grab my Mighty Nine shirt, because that's my initiative. And also, <laughs> it describes what's going to happen. Nine! Did you cast Mage Armor today? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. Hold on. So this is the same day. It seems like this day has gone on forever because it has. The beginning of the day, you guys encountered the party. I did cast Mage Armor. And you You did did. cast Mage Armor at the beginning of the day. So the good news is, I will. Mage Armor lasts for eight hours. Yes. I will say it's still on. It's just barely. It's like starting to fade. You can actually see it a little bit. Right Let's hope this shimmers. fight doesn't go more than 10 rounds. Let okay. me put it that way. All right, that's fair. Oh, the Dan is still up in the sky. Yes. Although that's the thing is the sun has been up in the sky for way longer than it's supposed to. You guys remember that from last right. time as you were trudging along. The other thing that's going on is, is Carlton is still suffering from a level of exhaustion from the party. That's just disadvantage oh. on ability checks, though. Uh, that includes initiative, right? Yes. Uh, initiative is an ability check, so yes. Uh, I also rolled a 12 again, so... <laughs> well, that you had my a 12 from last time, because I was still on the initiative track. And yes, cider actually does go really well with pickles. Good. FYI. You were wondering. For you, to make an informed snack choice. To make an informed <laughs> snack choice, pickles, chips, and cider. All A+. Plus. All A+. Plus. It's this whole, like, savory, sour... In the yeah. taste spectrum with a tiny bit of sweet from the side. It's amazing. CBS cares. The off-brand, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I, okay. I have, I have, like, CBS brand fucking everything. Like, I have a CBS <laughs> brand, like, sinus thing. All my lancets for testing are CBS brand. Man, CBS brand is best. Guys. We are not sponsored by them, but I nope, would like to but- be. If if Jonathan is going to vouch for them that much, then Jonathan hey, the Mad Muscular here. Are you diabetic <laughs> and an adventurer? Well, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me, this is for Remind later you. to show you the "Don't Stick It in Your Mouth" song <laughs> that many Canadian children. Am I cutting this out? No, it's <laughs> okay. Telling you not to put things in your mouth. 
that aren't food. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Terrifying. That's going to be a, a YouTube search I'm going to be looking for. No, I'll give it. I'll, I'll, I want to see your reaction, so I will be providing this for you. I love you guys so much. I'm sorry that I'm going to try to kill you now. Okay. So just to fill everybody in, since we're just jumping right back into initiative, you guys had been walking along a path heading north and out of the woods came these two creatures that you do recognize as different aspects, different versions of beholders, mostly because you'd spent a long time talking to a nice old lady outside of Mithrendian and bought some beholders from her. And did some very good checks. So you do actually recognize these creatures. One of them is a spectator, which is a tiny, not tiny, it's a smaller beholder. It's only got four eye stalks. It's got this big lashing tongue. One of you has a a spectator as their little uh, wooden beholder that you bought. And you do remember that these are the kind of thing that appear when beholders are being summoned and that summoning fails this thing appears and the reason it only has four eye stalks is because when it's when the beholder is summoned and that summoning fails several of the eye stalks are basically eaten in the summoning process the other one is does have all of this the tentacles and the eye stalks that you would uh expect but it's this pale sickly white color the end of the stalks instead of eyes look like mouths and while the spectator is rushing forward gibbering inanely the death kiss as you remember it is hovering and moving towards you eerily quiet with that all in mind travancore you get to go first you dexy beast you what would you like to do hmm I think I'm going to go after that death that death kiss. Um, okay. I've got a hunter's market, and I'm going to use my sharpshooter feats because I'm, since I'm first, I get advantage on this roll. So two rolls. Here we go. High roll is 15. The high roll is 15. That does not hit. Ooh. No. Wow. You, you are all prepared for this thing, but there's something still unnerving about even beholder kin, and it just barely misses this thing. That's what I get for using my sharpshooter feet. All right, Travancore is going to move uh, about 15 feet to, I guess, straight down. I don't know if that's south or whatever, but... Uh, that is. But 10 feet away from Shadow, basically. Okay. So 15 feet to the south, kind of further along the road. It is Shadow's turn. Oh, okay. Uh, Shadow... Unless there was something else you wanted to do, I'm sorry. No, no, Travancore's done. Shadow is, I'm not sure he's going to have enough space to go into this death kiss, but uh, he's going to use as much of his movement as possible. Uh, 40, actually, just enough to get to the, the specter, I guess. Okay. He wants to, to jump in its face and he's got 40 feet? Yeah. Just sort of a little bit of a specter in church. I figure Carlton will be along to flank momentarily. He can get up to it. He just barely has enough running to, up to this, this green tongue lashing spectator. All right. And uh, Shadow is going to try and claw him. To the tune of a 21. That definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. The bear's always been better than that ranger of mine. I love that bear. He's actually my favorite character. I like him better than Travancore now. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, don't say that. What's Travancore going to be? you going to cry, Travancore? you going to cry? Damn, Cry, baby, son. cry. That's so mean. Jack is a jerk. You know who will cry if Travancore dies? Shadow. Shadow will, will cry. cry Travancore, if Travancore dies. Bernie's been through a lot emotionally about Travancore. You better not fucking die. Unless we all die together. We'll see. 
I mean, and I feel like Kenny Baggins Jr. will not get the same warm reception that Travancore does. Uh, so it's going to do Bernie eight damage. Bernie will probably Minimum try to murder damage. Kenny Baggins Jr. for not being Travancore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are man. not the person. I'm just trying to big chill vibes. Why is everyone out prepping me down? She'll kill you. All right. She will. So that was uh, that was the claw. Yeah, eight damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scraped across across this thing's hide. It gibbers at Shadow, and that that's it. Anything else for Shadow? No, I'm done. All right, Carlton, it's your turn. Uh, first, I'm going to rage because okay. Uh, you know, the, I know these things are bad, and I don't like them, and they're ugly, and they smell funny. And then I'm gonna I got my shield out. I'm gonna pull out Storm's Fury. I can get just about there with my 40 feet. Shadow ran up to him, and I can kind of, like, get on the corner with Shadow so that, like, I have the Death Kiss behold, uh, lower than me, but, like, directly to the north, I've got the uh, Spectator. And then uh, I'm going to try out Storm's Fury here. This is a new feature? This is, No, this is this is what I named my sword. Oh, Storm's Yeah, this is his new sword. Like... Yeah, the jagged wooden sword. He came up with a name with it for it right away. I tried to suggest some other ones over the week, and he didn't want any of those. I was like, I, well, I, like when you come up with a name that fast, it's like it, it, it just is. The other one was uh, Bark's Bite. That was a good one. Yeah. I liked that one. I'll, I'll, I'll share the others maybe on the well, Bark's uh, maybe Bite later. Is to make an ar- to make an argument for a decision you've already made. Bark's Bite kind of uh, fits in with the wolf theme, but Rage Fury Rage also works. Uh, so that's going to be a sixteen to hit. 16 does hit the spectator. Go ahead and roll damage. All right. Uh, do I need to separate the types? For the spectator, no. I don't like the way you said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then I'll just say no. <laughs> uh, so it'll be a total of 12 for the first hit. And then guess what? I'm a fighter slash barbarian. I do this twice. Uh, 21 to hit for 16 total. All right. Yeah, you dig into this thing right good. And it lashes out its tongue at you and Shadow. It's eye stalks looking in multiple directions. Anything else? No, I'm good. This is right where I want to be. It is the spectator's turn. It is going to come back. This is my favorite voice of yours. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. What people don't know is she also does like movements it's the it's a you should really have the joy of having a visual of lauren as your dm if we get to fight a spectator at at our live show at rtx 2018 you will get to see the joy of lauren playing a spectator (laughs) now we're gonna go full beholder for uh yes but will the full beholder actually be going no he'd probably be like really suave and smart and like killing us then we're gonna see lauren's sassy head <laughs> I'm not very good at that. I'm never that, that's well, gift worthy. I am so glad we're not recording we're not video recording this. Alright, these eye stalks look in a bunch of different directions. One of them focuses on Carlton. One of them focuses on Shadow. I need let's start with Shadow. I need uh Shadow to make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Luckily Uh-oh. he is an uncharacteristically wise bear and has an advantage on all saving throws. Let's see. Twenty-three. Yeah. All right, the, this ray shoots out of the eye and hits the bear, but the bear seems unfazed. Carlton, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Ah, shit. All right, let's see how this goes for me. Hey, first 20 of the Woo! night. Uh, so that's a 22. Drake. Drake. Considering the last couple of games, uh, there'll be multiple 20s. All right. Yeah, you're hit full in the face with another of these eye stalks. 
doesn't seem to affect you at all. Bernie, it's your turn. Okay, Bernie is going to cast Bless. Okay. Bless me! a... Let's see, hold on, I need you. As a third level spell. Hmm. Okay. So that she can bless herself, her group members, and this bear. Uh, so now everybody has a d4 to add to their shit. She also, nice. of course, as her bonus action, since I have a beautiful DM who actually lets me do this. Because uh, <laughs> I think it's fun to let you guys blow all of your spells really quickly. <laughs> oh, no. That's, that's not ominous at all. Hey, listen, that is something that we've had since the very beginning, so True. it can't be ominous. I, I haven't changed anything. She, yeah, anyway, as a bonus action, what would you like to times. do? She's obviously going to cast Spiritual Weapon, and she's obviously going to cast it next to the spectator. Okay. right across from, and it's within 60 feet from her, I think. Totally, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right across from the bear, making a nice little flanking triangle with the bear and Carlton. And it is going to take the form of a grape peeler. Okay. (laughs) The eyeballs are, like, right there. Ah! Yeah, they are. I was thinking it would be, like, the optometrist thing. One, two. One, two. (laughs) No, this is... be like an eye puffer, like... (laughs) Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Can you see the little no, house? Ah. Can you see the little house now? How about the balloon? Can you see Jules, the Jules, why? Because. Because it's Bernie. It's Bernie. <laughs> and she kind of looks over at you and she winks. <laughs> All right, go ahead and make your attack. GMF's going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 22. That'll hit. That's seven damage. Yeah, this this horrible green eye-stalked creature is starting to look very, very hurt. Um, You've sliced and diced it pretty well. Is there anything else you'd like to do? She's going to keep a weather eye on that death kiss. Is that what you called it? When you guys were talking to the old lady outside of Mithrendian, there were several of those beholders that you were looking at. And you did some nature checks, and so you kind of know about several of these different beholders. So these are actually not a terrible surprise. Like, even though none of you... Um, have uh, talked about fighting any beholders or have uh, mentioned experiences with beholders. Like you've now actually seen these carvings. So, so yeah, you you think you remember someone saying it was a death kiss? Yeah, she's gonna. She's like the fact that that one is so calm is freaking her out. So she's gonna like pay attention to it. <laughs> sure, but that's Jonathan. It. It's your turn. Jonathan the Mad Muscular is going to look at this death kiss and say, "Wow." You're an ugly motherfucker, aren't you? And he is going to cast in its area Watery Sphere. Try and keep it where it is. It's going to have a five foot radius at a point that I can see. So basically it is going to be... Uh, so it kind of engulfs the the Death Kiss and it must make a strength saving throw. Okay. Oh, it's surprisingly strong. Uh, that's a 22. God damn it. Uh, it. Yeah, it's got a plus four. That's Jesus, surprising. that's stronger we than me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, it succeeds. So it is ejected uh, to the nearest unoccupied space of the creature's choice outside the sphere. All right. It'll just move to the north a little bit. Okay. And seeing that, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to be like, yeah, he is going to run sort of away from both uh, Travancore and Bernie, and he's going to go right here. Uh, so, like, north uh, west. Okay. He's going to uh, move to a more advantageous position further away. Yes. 
It's not retreating. It's tactical repositioning. It's not retreating until you leave. So I I, I tried to avoid saying retreating. Anything else? Uh, that's it. Okay. It is the Death Kiss's turn. It is going to calmly just move around the watery sphere and move up to Carlton. Oh, um, no. And Carlton. Hi, that's me. Three of its long, thin tentacles come Gross. writhing out and are going to attack you. Let's see how this goes. So, a 14 probably doesn't hit. A 14 will miss. That's even worse. Uh, but that... That's plus eight. So that's a 22. So that one does hit. 22 will hit. My new number is All 19. Right. So... Oh, I don't remember that. I can barely remember my own numbers. All right. Oh, and I should have had advantage on all of those because E is flanking. Okay, so the six and the five, we'll say that's one roll. All right. Here's for the first one. So the first tentacle definitely misses. The second tentacle will hit with the 14. Uh, the third tentacle... A 14, you mean a 14 on the roll. Oh, Got it. Yeah. I rolled a 14, so yeah. it was a 22. Uh, the third tentacle uh, is a 15, so it still is only one hit. Yep. Okay. Cool. Wow. So... It's that could have been do... worse. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been way worse. You got worse. super lucky. All right. So it is going to do um, nine lightning damage. Uh, what? Nine lightning damage. Lightning? And oh, God. Lightning. It grips onto you with one of these three tentacles. It manages to land a blow. You feel a, a shock go through your system like a, like a, a jolt. And uh, you are grappled. Okay. Uh, so until the grapple ends, the target is restrained, and one of these tentacles is now wrapped onto you, grappling you. Still has nine others, though. Uh, that is going to end its turn. It's Bucks' turn. Bucks is going to fly. He's going to fly southeast, so he's going to come over this way, and he's going to kind of like, he's going to take wing and look around and see if any other weird beholder kin are on their way. All right, go ahead and do a perception check. Uh, that's going to be a 22. All right. He doesn't see any other beholders um, or any anything else really moving through the woods right now. Um, he's got a pretty clear view on both sides of the forest from this path, but he doesn't see anything. Okay, he transmits an all clear in uh, to JMM's head. Top of round two, Travancore. It's your turn again. All right, just a plain Jane arrow heading this guy's way. Which guy? Oh, the uh, the one I had Hunter's Mark, the uh, Death Kiss. Death Kiss, oh, okay. and by the way, that's a 32, but uh, for those counting at home, <laughs> with how their beverages in hand, ready to go, that's a natural 20. Drink! That's our second one of the night. All right. Well, obviously that hits. Go ahead and roll damage. It's been a while since I rolled a... Oh, I, should I add Bless for the record? It's a... <laughs> you know what? I, I'm okay. I'm good. I was about to say, just to see how high it could get. You know what? Why not? <laughs> For, for the record, 36, that's a, uh, 36, 36, come on, come on. Oh, 33. It's okay. <laughs> it's still an it amazing the best hit. Of times. It was the worst of times. All right, let's see. That's still pretty good, good time. So, so 13 piercing plus another three for the hunter's mark. So 16 total. 16. Yeah, it strikes into the main body of this creature landing the first grievous blow on it, really. And it's... It is looking unhappy. It, it's it got one tentacle wrapped around Carlton, and it actually twists and its main eye glances at you, Travancore, even though it's still holding on to Carlton. All right, and uh, I'm going to move, uh, let's see, 5, 10, 15 feet back to the north behind Bernie. 
trying to avoid being completely in its line of sight. Just gut feeling says, you know, cover when possible. Although, <laughs> I don't know how much cover our cleric provides necessarily. Uh, your gnome cleric doesn't provide much cover to the elven ranger, no. But it's a good thought. Better, more than he had before. <laughs> and uh, Shadow's going to go ahead and use his reaction to uh, to claw. To once again claw this uh, beholder. And he's going to have advantage on that because super flanking conga line. It's like a super flanking conga Less a line and more of a... 17 is the high hit. It's, it's kind of triangle. 17 for the spectator does hit. Nice. Triangle or perhaps a super flanking, super flanking square. Now I have the cha-cha-cha-cha-cha lunch song from Garfield and Friends stuck in my head. Because I'm me, and why wouldn't I? Because. Yeah. That's gonna do 12 damage. Shadow claws and rakes into this thing and it actually bobs in the air and seems to have uh, difficulty holding itself up, but it's still alive. And just to keep it off guard a little bit, Shadow is gonna parry around and be in flanking just due north or due up of of, of uh, Carlton Tanks. I don't know. For some reason, I think moving makes him less of a target than not moving does, even though it's just as easy to hit him. But that's just my crazy brain. And with that, I am done. Well, so he was using your reaction to attack, and then he, so now it's his turn. So he moved on his turn, and now right. it's, he can attack again if he'd like. Yeah, Because it was your reaction he attacked on, right? All right, so yeah, why not just get, let the good claws roll? Let's add less, just for, for funsies. Ooh, Max, that's a 26. That hits? Rad. And that's going to do another 14 damage. Ooh, roll a d4 for me. Oh, dear. Shadow is actually going to lop off one of its eyes. Oh! He's that two. hurt. One, two, three, four. Okay. Yeah, one of his eyes, gone. He just claws straight through it, and he no longer has that ray. Harvester of eyes. That's me. <laughs> All right, Carlton, <laughs> it's your turn. All right. Uh, I'm gonna... How's... So he's looking real bad, right? He's looking pretty hurt. Um, The one grappling you is looking much less hurt. Yeah, focus fire. So uh, you are considered restrained. So I believe it just means I can't move. I don't think I get disadvantage. Attack rolls against the creature of advantage, and the creature's attacks have dis. The creature's attacks have disadvantage. So you gotcha. are at disadvantage on all of your attacks as so long as you are restrained. So it'd be a straight roll because we're flanking. Yes. All right. Uh, that's gonna be a nineteen to hit. Uh, which guy? Uh, the spectator. That does hit for double max damage. So twenty three points of damage. Why does it do double what? Well, I rolled, because uh, I do it 1d8 for the slashing and 1d8 lightning, and both of them were Oh, eights, oh, you so. just, you you rolled the max damage. Okay. I, yeah. Like, why are Sorry. you rolling oh, double mind. max damage? Max, I, I roll max damage. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm both die. Okay. It's not like double uh, secret probation or something. Yeah. yeah. Robot <laughs> house! <laughs> All right. I, I will say it's not dead yet, but I'll say you cut off another one of these eyes. Uh, go ahead and roll a d4. Go for the cheese spray eye. I hear that's one of them. <laughs> two. Well, the two is already gone. So we'll say it's a three and we'll get rid of that guy. So we okay. just got those two left. So he's just got two eyes left and it's bobbing in the air. It looks it looks like it's very, very hurt. Well, I got another one in me. Okay. Uh, 16 to hit. Plus plus. I think that. Oh, hits. yeah. Yep, with a plus. Hits. Yeah. Sorry. But that'll hit. Okay. Bless can't get you a nat 20. Yep. Oh, uh, 15 points total. That does kill it. Uh, how how do you kill this spectator? Well, I see that uh, we're lopping off eyes, and I'm like, well, we've lopped off the small eyes, but we need the big eye. And I look at Storm's Fury, and I just jam it into the big eye, 
as the lightning just like like builds up inside of it and it just goes and like explodes out of it. Like a grape you stepped on. <laughs> yeah, it's like a stepped on grape. All the stepped on grapes. I have a thing with eyes, so it's like yeah. Alright, Bernie, it is your turn. So first things first, we're going to move our spiritual weapon, because I can do my bonus action first, I guess, if I want. Been to flanking with the death kiss, and we're going to make our spiritual weapon attack. 25 to hit. That does hit. All right, so seven damage again. Okay. And then she's, uh, she's feeling, she's feeling, uh... She's feeling classic. She's going to do a level two guiding bolt just right into this thing. 14's not going to hit. Sadly, 14 does not hit. There's too much other things going on. And because it's grappled with Carlton, it's really close to your half-orc friend. So you're you're trying to be careful about him. We still great peeled it a little bit. We still started poking you at it. You did hurt it. So Anything else? Uh, let's see. How close is... No, I mean, Bernie's good. She's fine. She's... Okay, she's fine. Jonathan, it's your turn. Well, Cherie, fireball incoming. This is for you. Try and blast it. So we'll just put that fireball pretty much from within the... Or no, no, we don't have to put it within the the watery sphere. We'll put it just outside the watery sphere. And uh, we will exclude uh, Shadow and Carlton Tanks in its detonation radius. Whoa! It just rolled a natural 20 on its saving throw, so it will take oh, half damage. Well, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, 8d6. Well, that oh. was a really crappy roll, so it's going to be uh, 20 damage total. Uh, so 10. It takes 10. 10. Still takes 10 fire damage. Sorry, Cherie. You your fireball sucked. <laughs> well, what happens is it lost a lot of momentum coming all the way from Australia. <laughs> Listen, it never sucks if it does damage. That's uh, And true. it did. You see uh, some of the white of its outer skin blacken as this fireball goes off. All right. Anything else? That is it. Okay. It is the Death Kiss's turn. All right. Let's see how bad this grapple's going to be. Okay. So first, it's got Carlton grappled. Carlton, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, dear. All right. So con save. Constitution yep. saving less, but I am throw. blessed. There you go. 12. Sadly, that is not enough. The uh, tentacle that's grappled around you digs into your skin a little bit more. I don't like it. And starts to suck. Oh, God, I don't like no, it. Oh, no. Like it already it. sucked. Now it's even worse. Ooh, you take 29 lightning damage. Ugh, I can't have that. And you could swear that you see some of the wounds on this thing close up a little bit. Dagnabbit. And then it's still got two more attacks. And Shadow is within its range. All right. Oh, dear. Uh, One of its tentacles is going to come at Carlton again. Another one is going to whip out and try to grab Shadow from 20 feet away. So the attack on Carlton, that's a 24. That'll probably hit. Mm -hmm. So that's only eight lightning damage. uh, And you are now grappled by a second tentacle. And then the third tentacle whips around at Shadow. Uh, 17 to hit? Yep, that'll hit. All right, Shadow. I almost said cutting words. (laughs) I thought it was my other character. I was like, cutting words, that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uncanny dodge, uncanny dodge. So that's 11 lightning damage, and Shadow is also grappled by one of these tentacles. Oh, dear. 
and three of its ten tentacles are now wrapped around your friends, and it is Bucks's turn. Uh, Bucks is going to ring around to the other side of the watery sphere, so he's going to end up uh, on the eastern, yeah, about right around there, and he is okay. going to take a look around and see if he can see anything. Sure. Uh, highest one is 18. He does not see anything. All right. He takes a, a close look around. He's a little distracted by the fight that's going on, but he kind of trusts that you guys have this thing in hand. Does not see anything. Travancore, it's your turn. All right. Seeing uh, Carlton get shocked and Shadow now grappled, um, Travancore once again is going to try to use his feet to sharpshoot at this guy to sort of wipe him off the face. Let's see. Sure. All right. Yes! Well, <laughs> hold on. I didn't add my blessing. There we yet. go. <laughs> so that's a 30. See? It's worth waiting for the bless because now I have a nice round number for my attack. Well, this would be the fourth natural 20 of the night, but yes, that Drink. absolutely hits. Well, Go yeah, ahead first and roll Listen, lots of damage. When you're fighting beholders, either full or lesser, you need all the 20s you can get. That's right. Listen, these are not full beholders. That's why I said full or lesser. Yeah. Oh, and this is going to be crazy because I get to add like 10 to my damage here. So You're going to get to do a lot. He's going to do 19 damage. Oh, Hunter's Mark. Hunter's Mark. Yeah. Yep. And the Hunter's Mark gets doubled too. Oh, Any right. dice that you roll get doubled. All right, so that's uh, 19, 23 damage. I was about to say, that makes a little more sense for, for a crit for you. Yeah, uh, you sink into kind of one of the, the areas where this one of these tentacles come out of its body, and it sinks in deep, and this thing jerks and actually looks like, for a moment, like it's going to jerk away from Shadow and Carlton, but it, it, it holds fast. 23, oof. And uh, Travancore, for some reason, feels like his feelings are hurt, but doesn't really know why. And he ends his turn. Okay. It is Shadow's turn. Shadow is currently grappled by this thing. So uh, Shadow is considered restrained. He would need to make a athletics or an acrobatics check to escape. Or he could do something else. He just, at the moment, can't move. But he has his bless. Right. Okay. So athletics check for Shadow. Uh, either an athletics or an acrobatics, whichever he wants you to do to try to escape the grapple. I think athletics is probably the way to go because the strength modifier is pretty actually, but there's no disadvantage. It's regular straight up roll, right? Uh, nope, that's fine. Thirteen. Did you add your bless? I don't think you add bless to checks. I thought it was just a, a attacks it and saving is throws. It's attacks and ability checks. Attacks and, and saving throws. Oh, saving throws. Shit, hold on. Yeah, this Attack is a or check. Saving throws. Damn. Sorry. That's okay. He pulls and yanks and just barely the death kiss holds on. Okay. It, I, that was his action though, right? That was his action. And I was right wondering now whether he could actually bite like the thing that's in him, but probably his, his jaw can't reach it. No, he is a little too far away and he's considered restrained, so his speed is zero. And now Shadow's uh, feelings are hurt. I hope you're happy. I'm totally not happy at all. Uh, <laughs> Carlton, it's your turn. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm flanking. I'm raging. You are That's, grappled. The best way to ungrapple this thing is by cutting off its tentacle. You're not wrong. 17 to hit? 17 does hit. Now, the way you said it earlier with the spectator, do I need to separate it for the death kiss? Uh, yes. All right. Um, that'll be 14 uh, slashing and 2 lightning. Yeah, so you had a ton of luck with this sword, with this other beholder. This one, you still do a, a, a nice slash into this into this death kiss with your sword. And the lightning that courses along it does not seem to do any damage to it. Considering it's done nothing but lightning damage to you, 
But I kind of had a feeling. Yeah, you're not really surprised. But I don't see any of its wounds close, right? <laughs> At the moment, no. From when I stabbed him, with, and he took my lightning damage. No. Okay. No. no, 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 no. It just tickled a little bit. Uh, That's going to be a 26 to hit. That will hit? I'm just going to ignore the lightning, since now I know he's immune. For a whopping eight points. All right. Because I'm not wielding it with two hands. No. Well, you, you have a shield. What? Huh? Yeah, I know. I have a shield now. Action surge. Okay. Now seems like a good time. Do it again. Do it again. Harder. Harder. Uh, uh, 21 to hit. That does hit. 13 points. Okay. Oof. 25 to hit for for another 13 points. Nice. So yeah, it, it's a little disappointing that your new toy doesn't do any damage with the lightning, but your slashing is definitely cutting into this thing. And, and it's... then one last thing. Okay. My bonus action. Second wind. <laughs> do you get... you? All right, I'm going to let well, you no, do it. Well, no, because I took... I mean, I didn't take my bonus action with the first set. Yes. Um. So in the future, I'll let you do it now, but in the future, you action surge, and that's at the end of your turn. Okay. To give you the extra action. You really should bonus... You do the bonus action during your turn, and then it's kind of like when you have a hasted action that's supposed to come at the at end. The end. Okay. Yeah. My, that's my understanding of it. I'll let you do it now. Uh, so go yeah, ahead and action. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Uh, eight points more to my health. All right. Uh, lots going on. He is still grappled, but Carlton swings and does a lot of damage to this thing and seems to recover a bit of his vigor. Bernie, it's your turn. Uh, she's gonna grape peel it. 26. I didn't mean to hit that twice more, but 26 is the, it was either 26 or 17. Okay. And (laughs) 11 points of damage with the grape peeler. All right. It's getting peeled. Then she's going to, she's angry she doesn't like the drain life ish kind of feature this guy seems to have so she's gonna walk up next to it okay um come a little bit closer and she is going to cast one of my favorite spells and she's going to cast it at third level and it's going to be inflict wounds Oof, girl do it uh what kind of is that a saving throw i think no that's a that is a don't forget your bless it's a melee spell though why is everything rolling so terribly for me tonight? Okay, 16. 16 just hits. Yeah! Oh, all right, so that's third level just spell. Barely. Bernie is just, like, angry. She's just, like, she doesn't like it here. Uh, so let's see. That was a first level spell, and that's a 3d10. So it's going to be 5d10 necrotic damage. Sure. Nice, do it. And she's just like, ah, oh, that's so shitty. It's 28 points of damage. That's still 28 points of damage. I don't think, I don't know why you think that's shitty. I was Uh, hoping for more. Well, we all do, but yeah, it, that rocks this thing as you watch. Bernie places her hand onto this thing and the white turns black as it starts to feel this necrotic death go through it. And you all hear it shriek and it's this high pitched the high-pitched streak of, like, a fly when it's been caught in a spider's web, it has that <laughs> noise to it, uh, but it is still alive. Bernie smiles. I'm not doing it again. Don't ask me. This has one giant eye. You know how Bernie touched it to inflict its wound. <laughs> oh, my God. It she might have cheated. <laughs> and that eye is now looking directly at Bernie. Uh, anything else? Come Am I wrong, B- Jules? Come <laughs> at me. I actually think she All put right. her whole hand on it and dug her nails in. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Uh, Jonathan, it is your turn as you watch this. Oh, I'm in hell. 
I'm in hell. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, sh- he is going to uh, might as well spread out the spell love here. So he is gonna he is gonna do some scorching rays at this thing. So okay. let's get some spell attacks going. It's seventeen. Uh, that hits twenty-seven. Definitely. And twelve. But here comes bless. Come on, bless. Damn. Uh, it's only a fourteen. So two hits. The third one misses, yeah. All right, so six on the first one, nine on the second. Nice, 15 total. Yeah, it takes it. Uh, and it's looking incredibly hurt. It's looking super math hurt as two out of these three rays pound into its side. One of its tentacles actually shrivels at this assault and it's it looks like it's withered and, and unable, unable to use it. But it is still floating there with nine others, several grasped around your friends. Boo. Anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. I need Carlton and Shadow to each make constitution saving throws. Um, um, it's 22, but I'm a bless for good measure. That's a 24. Okay, that saves. Uh, Shadow got a 13. That fails. That was with advantage? Yeah. They both oh, finally wow. got a 10. Yeah. Well, not the best rolls. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So that's 12 lightning damage. And Bernie, you do now see uh, some of its wounds heal up a little bit. Uh. And then you see two tentacles come at you. That was to Carlton, right? Uh, uh, no, that was to Shadow. Shadow. Yeah, Carlton was able to resist that. All right, so uh, Carlton is grappled by two of these tentacles. Shadow is grappled by one. It surges some energy through that one tentacle and seems to suck some of the life out of him. And then, Bernie, two tentacles come flying at you. Oh, did I have to make that save twice because I have two tentacles on me? No, it only sent one through each of you. Okay. So that's an 18 and uh, a 24. Yeah, they're both, yeah. You are now grappled by two tentacles. The first one is going to do, the first one is going to do 15 lightning lightning damage. Uh, Take six off of that, uh, Jules, as my spirit shield pops up in front of you. And the second attack, uh, the second one is going to do 21 lightning damage. And you are now grappled by two of these tentacles. You got two, Carlton's got two, Shadow's got one, and it is Bucks's turn. Bucks is going to continue his circuit. He's going to end up on the north part of the battle, so way up here. And he's going to continue to look about as owls do. Excellent. Uh, right. 14. He doesn't see any more floating beholder-like objects, but he could swear he sees way off in the distance in the woods towards the dead zone where the the trees were dying that he saw. In that direction, he sees a figure, maybe like 75, 85 feet away around a tree. Uh, Bucks transmits this this image, and JMM is going to be like, there's something in the trees! Or that way. And that's all he can say. All right. And it's Travancore's turn. All right. This thing's just going to keep sucking on my friends. So once again, sharpshooter. You going to quit again? Uh, I, I hope, hope he does. Let's find out. Yeah, same Z's. Oh, wait. Is Bless still active or no? Because Bernie took It damage. is. Oh, good. Just making it's sure. It's not a concentration. Right, right. Okay, 26. That definitely hits. It's not a crit, but hey, I'll take it. Because a sharpshooter will add a whole bunch of damage to it. So it's going to do at least 15 damage, no matter what. If it's 16, let's take a look. In fact, it's going to do 21. Nice. 
Yeah, it seems like all of the life that it sucked out of Shadow, you have taken from it again. And another one of its tentacles, you actually shoot it off and you see a little bit of blood go. And I'm guessing it's not the tentacle that's in Shadow, though. No, these are the, the loose free ones. Oh, the loose ones. Nuts. What was it? Which ones? The loose free ones. <laughs> well, for the audience listening at home, uh, Lauren was waving her hand, hands like a wacky waving inflatable arm man. Saying the loose ones. It was yes, funny. Yes, like a, a life-draining, uh, horrible aberration with tentacles. <laughs> so I'm going to just continue to do this because it looks funny. If you want to, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and just to show that Travancore, like, he kind of, he's got this thing's number. He's going to take a, he's going to move forward five steps towards this thing. But that's it. Sure. It is Shadow's turn. Shadow is still grappled by this creature. And I'm guessing the tentacle is not within, like, bite or claws range, right? Nah, he needs to go after the thing, and he is... Basically, this creature has reach. Alright, what's the, uh, the athletics check, right? Athletics or Or acrobatics to try to escape. Alright, athletics is probably our best bet. And, oh boy, (laughs) Shadow rolled a five, but, uh... That's a natural one. that, that, That is a natural one. Why does Shadow fail miserably at getting out of this creature's grasp? You know, up until this point, like, it's been an adventure in the Feywild. He doesn't have all the same, like, cultural cues as people. Like, he's not a humanoid, so he's used to being treated like a bear no matter where he goes. And it's not that different for him. But now he's out here fighting this death kiss, and it's like, you know, sucking out the life, literally sucking the life out of his friends, and he's a little freaked out. He is, and he's struggling against this thing, but he can't seem to pull away. Carlton, it's your turn. You are grappled by two of these things. I'm going to keep doing that barbarian thing, and All I'm right. going to hack and slash. Hey, everybody. Drink! We should okay. drink! This has been a ridiculous number of crits this game. Okay, so. For only going five-ish rounds, that's that's a little insane. Yeah. Uh, 19 points. Uh, not that good. Well, it's enough. Uh, describe in gory detail the death of this creature. Huzzah! Ooh. So I've got Storm's Fury in my hand, and it's got that, like, twisted blade made out of wood. And what I kind of do is I see all these tentacles reaching out into myself, Shadow, Bernie, and I kind of just like use it like a spaghetti fork, and I start just getting it up in the tentacles and twirling it around to wrap all the tentacles so that they pop off of my friends and then stab it into the eye. Yeah, and it's it deflates like a <sighs> like a bloody balloon, leaving globules of of big. Thick red blood lying all over the place, and kind of what's left of this creature is a, is a mass of skin and blood, and it's it's fairly disgusting. Jonathan the Magimuscular needs to make a hurl check. Hmm. All right, Aww. give me a Constitution saving throw. Uh, and just for good measure, I stab it again while it's on the ground. Sure. You still have bless for your attacks. saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan the Magimuscular uh, barely holds his lunch. What'd you roll? Considering the bless. Like, 17. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone finds this disgusting. And your your moment of, oof, is, by all accounts, perfectly acceptable and normal. And you kind of swallow down anything else that you might be feeling about this. Again. <laughs> I swallow my lunch again. Ah! Yeah. We want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offer stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need to game day and stay organized at the table. Mimic Chest, Hero Vaults, and Tankards offer a variety of ways to bring a dice tower, rolling tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands, coasters, and carrying space to all of your games. So check out polymorphcrafts.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at polymorphcrafts for compact, durable, and affordable D&D products you'll love. That's polymorphcrafts.com.
We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official, free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game that you can download right now on Steam. The most recent update includes content from the new adventure Dragon Heist, and will be the first time fans can get a glimpse of all of the fun stuff in the book since Wizards of the Coast made the announcement. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast, and it's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. Speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now, this code expires on July 22nd, 2018 at 9pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. B-O-M-B-M-E-Z-Z-T-E-H-R-E-V-O-S. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. And then, uh, right after this thing is dead, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to be like, uh, over on the tree line, Buck saw a figure. Oh, perception checks? Uh, if you'd like to all look in that direction, Bucks would relay to you that this is about 85 feet away off into the woods. But yeah, give me some perception checks. That's a soft 20. Nice. Another soft 20. Perception, which I'm at disadvantage. That's a soft 10. <laughs> That's a, a soft 11 for both rolls with disadvantage. Apparently, I just thought to roll once with my disadvantage because it's the same no matter what. Uh, you all peer out into the woods in the direction that Jonathan is indicating Bucks saw this figure. You don't see anything. So that's the direction where the for do we know that that's the direction where the hags were? Or is, is that in a haggwardly direction? Hmm. You were given directions that included eventually going to the east into the woods. And when Bucks was scouting around, he saw this area of the woods that is in that direction where the trees seem to be dying, decrepit. There's like this circle of rot and decay in the middle of what by all accounts is a verdant green and autumn colored forest. So you seem to have the the quick direction that you were given indicate in that direction and yeah if you're looking for a bunch of hags seems to be a good place to start um i could set that on fire like i could just we could get that going well hold on hold on this um, some of us are actually very injured and i know this isn't the best place to stop but we need to i need to do some healing and i need 10 minutes okay uh jonathan the magimuscular is gonna walk up to the group uh, and a recast mage armor. Okay. Yeah, you guys kind of gather together. And yeah, if you want to spend 10 minutes here, the, the sun has not set yet. So even though it's been an incredibly long day, there there still is plenty of light out. Yeah, Bernie's going to do a... Uh, man, people need some hit points. We've got a few potions in our possession, right? Yeah. Bernie's going to do um, a prayer of healing. Sure. 23. Everybody gets 23, and I get precisely an additional 2 plus the spell level. So I get 27 points back. Does anybody, is this a short rest? Does anybody want to do a hit die? I'm not going I'll to. Uh, short rest has to be an hour, not 10 minutes. Oh. Yeah. 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 Oh well. I say we keep moving. We it's move up to on. you if you want to spend well, a short rest so, or not. But who, does anyone have like a? Because I thought we got like a 
I, I mean, I think I have a healer's kit I can use. Well, I thought we bought a healer, uh, potion of healing from somewhere. From the poisoner? I think so. Who, who, I thought, I thought we gave those out. If we, if we did, let's use those for anything that we need. That way we can get, get to stepping on the uh, forest. And the one who would need it would be Carlton. I have a potion of superior healing in my inventory. That's 8d4 plus 8. Yeah, if we've got any other healing potions, we might want to use that. Who's most hurt right now, I guess? Uh, Carlton needs... I need three points of healing. Okay. Carlton right, needs. I can just drink the superior, and that should get me hopefully back up, because it's 8d4 plus 8. Do it. Okay. 33, that'll put me back up to max. Yes, All it right. will. And as we're walking up to the forest, J- JMM is going to be like, are, are, are you sure you don't want me to blow it up? Start. No, no, Arti- I, I, artillery. Artillery, come on. Nah, nah, this we're is good. You actually can't see, like, Bucks has seen where this area of the rot is, but from your perspective, it's far enough away that all you see are trees. Okay. So unless you're talking about blowing up the forest, which you're probably not, you actually don't see what Bucks had seen when flying above. Was I saying not to blow up the forest? Well, while Bernie really? goes behind the, uh, the, the pea bush over there. Um, I'm going to reach in the bag of holding and I'm going to be like silver cat of saving and then I'm going to put it in my pocket. All right. All right. You know, Carlton. Because I learned that lesson the hard way. Um, This <laughs> probably isn't the time or place, but one of these days, hopefully soon, we need to upend that thing. What do you mean? The bag of holding. Just turn it inside out. Turn it upside down? Not now. Not now. What, time, what? No, no. Oh, not okay. now. No, no. No, no. But okay. uh, we, we need to, we need to kind of we need an inventory. We need to make sure there's nothing, there's no carcasses in there that we forgot about. There's no other riches that we... When he says carcasses, I kind of like do the side look like... <laughs> Carlton, <laughs> is there a no carcass lie. in there? No. Are you sure? Travancore reaches his hand in the bag of holding and says carcass. Do you have to All say right. what kind of carcass? No, I don't want you to know. I just want to see what happens. Carlton, have you put any carcasses in there? No. Okay. Well, then nothing happens. But I was planning on it. And then I look at Jonathan and say, feel better? A little, but we still we we still probably should make sure that there's uh there's nothing missing. Because, like, we, we've never upended that thing, right? Yeah. So as far as I know, we haven't, like, done inventory of, like, everything and emptied it yet. We Yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah, f- first order of business when we get home, I think. Travancore, the accountant, and, and possibly actuary in training should uh, should definitely take a look at that and get a proper accounting. Travancore sees with fury at being called an actuary, <laughs> but restrains it. <laughs> is that is that Travancore or is that Jack? Yes. <laughs> Good answer. Bernie, Bernie pops up and she goes, oh, what's an actuary? You don't want to know. <laughs> That's actually a good question. Uh, you ever see Fight Club before? Yes. So, you know, the narrator, like, his whole job is to do a calculation to figure out whether it's cheaper to pay people. Oh, he's an actuary? Yeah. I thought you were going to say, you ever seen Fight Club? That's why we don't talk about actuaries. <laughs> yeah, the first oh, actuary club. <laughs> in uh, Zootopia, the little the little tiger in the school play he puts on this little suit. He's like, and I don't have to be a lonely predator anymore. I can be an actuary. And he holds up a little pen, and it's adorable. Is awesome. Oh, yeah. So I the reason I, I kind of bristle actuaries is my good friend of mine is actually an actuary, so I kind of like giving him shit for it. <laughs> actuary is not like a job that like one should be real and two should be as well reimbursed as it is. Yeah, they get paid bank. They get they get bank. That's because everyone hates them. Yes. 
And nobody wants to do that job. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate them as people, but I feel like they must get, like, so much hell from humans. Probably. <laughs> like, like right now in this very podcast. <laughs> this very moment. So uh, you've spent 10 minutes. You've cleaned up a little bit and healed a little bit. Uh, what else would you like to do? Uh, as we walk towards the uh, tree line, John of the Mad Musker is like, hey, Bernie, uh, I was just telling the guys, at some point when we're a lot safer and preferably when we're in our own uh, home plane, we should empty out the bag of holding and make sure that uh, there's nothing in there that we don't know about. You know, I that's a really good idea. I also was reading an article the other day about how when you clean your toilet, you're supposed to unscrew the entire, like, little flappy part and then clean under there. But you might want to try not to gag because it's probably been a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thinking about that, Jonathan the Magic Muscular, having just made a concept. It's like... Now it's to make a concept for a different reason. I think the Modrons oh, do unscrew she, it. Bernie looks at him and she goes, oh, um... We can have the Modrons do it. I bet they Thank have a you. screwdriver that pops out of there. Like, like. Well, they've got tons of arms. They should have like a screwdriver in a holster or like a screwdriver finger. Do they have what they like? What is it? The the tech text one? The, the star shaped yeah. one? The fucked up one? Yeah, they probably have that too. Do we know what would happen if you tried to take one of the Modrons out of the pocket dimension? We don't. I don't want to find out because what if it suddenly ages all the years that it hasn't aged and then it dies? Yeah, that may not worth the risk. It's like uh, it like in like at that one play I saw where the guy chose uh, didn't choose wisely. There's got to be like a way to do an experiment where if they have a piece that's defective or spare parts, we take it outside and see what happens. I mean, worst case scenario, Rachel comes back and kills us all. That that is a worst case. That is. That's definitely a worst case. Are you sure that's the worst case? Or destroys the entire universe. I don't see how it gets, or multiverse. Don't see how it gets worse than that. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, if you think about it, the worst thing that can happen to you is death. Because once you've died, it really doesn't matter if anyone else has died. You're not around to witness the destruction of the universe. So preventing the destruction of the universe is usually an entirely selfish act. Yeah, up until about a year ago, I would have agreed with you. What yeah. uh? What is Bay's thoughts on the afterlife? Does she have like her own plane that her that her devotees go to, or do they? Or do they? Does she sublet from like Palor or something like that? We're not allowed to talk about it. Oh, okay. You're not supposed to focus on the afterlife. That makes sense. Supposed to focus on the here and now, right? Yeah, if the goal of a religion is to do good in the world, there is now, and the only reason you're doing good is chasing a carrot, then that may or may not exist in the first place. Because honest to goodness, like, it is all based on faith, and I met her, and she's nice, but I wasn't viewing any beautiful fields of Elysium. Long story short is you're not really allowed to know. Okay. Because it's not entirely the point. Well, right, but I mean, there. Is, I mean, the planes exist. I mean, Bay is a deity, and uh, and that means that she has. I I don't know if she has her own plane or she is part of a of a uh, of a grouping of gods that all share a plane. I don't know, Bernie. I will say that you do know that she. Well, everything you say is true. You do know she's part of a grouping of gods who are all amongst the same pantheon and who all believe the the same who are all patrons of the same kind of things so she she's not up there alone she she hangs out with friends 
I mean, she's got friends. Everybody's got friends. Doesn't mean right. you want to have a whole bunch just because you let your friends come stay at your apartment. Doesn't mean you let any drifter come stay on your couch for the night. Oh, yeah. Just because he plays a good accordion. But I'll tell you, <laughs> Jonathan, it's just... It seems oddly specific. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining God Weird Al is, like, showing up on Bay's door, like, Hey, I'm here! No, I would like <laughs> to make... Hey, I'm here! I would Bay. like... Hold on. Hold on. I would make to make like to make this clear right now. If Weird Al showed up on Bay's doorstep, she would always let him in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always. Weird Al is the exception that proves the rule about the accordion guy. Precisely. Jonathan, it's just, it's not in the conversion materials, you know? Okay. It's, it's not. Honestly, I don't want to die. I'll tell you that right now. Gnomes live a really long time. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to die either. And it's, there's sadly others like me that also don't want to die. That, um, that choose... Horrible things. I mean, we went one once. I mean, yeah. Wonder God didn't want to die, and he he turned to evil. And there are lots of arcane magic users that decide, you know what? I'm gonna turn to lichdom. I'm gonna turn into a evil eye of arms by gore. Hey, a brain in the jar in a pinch. But it's like all of those are cheats, right? Like, yeah, you don't you get you get you get a life. Maybe you get lucky and get it extended, or maybe even get a second chance. But, uh, but you you gotta you gotta do the best you can with what you got. I might not be the very best spokesperson for this, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not on a proselytizing mission here in the world, and I'm not the best spokesperson in part because this wasn't really my choice. Well, if it's not out of out of line for me to say, Bernie. You're an excellent spokesman for your religion because you don't practice uh, that word that I'm a little too drunk to say. You you lead by example. Like you you go and adventure. You do the right thing. You stand up to a squad of horsemen as a as an armored gnome saying, no, I got to do this. I think you're the best, best example of what a religion can do. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm sure Babe probably does to you. I, I think she probably does. She probably wouldn't talk to you and grant you life-giving power if you weren't. Yeah, I kind of wish we had gotten one of those diamonds before we... Well, yeah, we'll figure that out. I'm going to go ahead and open the bag, and I'm going to go Queen Bay pamphlet. I'm going to reach in. <laughs> Do I get a Queen Bay pamphlet? You find a lot of pamphlets for Tiamat from that time <laughs> oh no <laughs> he didn't ask for that though he just asked for a queen bay but pamphlet. you know bernie didn't bring any she doesn't have any it's fine her life that. is her witness preach at all time and when necessary use words also why do you think she would store store her any any religious anything in a community she's got sack? holsters she's got pamphlet holsters like slung from each arm caleb style it's just like so it's like quick draw right there if she needs them <laughs> Until Karnak comes along and stares her down. Hey, should we go towards that Hagridly direction? I think yeah. we've been. We've been That's, walking yeah, and talking. Yeah, we've been walking and talking. Oh, have you? Yeah. I've been assuming you've been hanging out there. I thought we were I walking and talking. I, I assume this was during the 10 minutes and where there was healing and... Oh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, that, yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, that, that actually would be a pretty appropriate place to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's that was my assumption. You guys hadn't moved yet, and so you had stayed put. All right, now that we've had this stationary conversation, let's yeah. let's go. Hagwardly direction. Hagwardly direction. All right, Ramblers, let's get rambling. Sure. You head off in that direction. Um, I'm assuming Buck's flying overhead and kind of leading you towards what he had seen. It takes about 45 minutes of winding through the trees and through the woods. The sun, ever present, still isn't sinking, even though, uh, Jonathan, your internal clock says it's got to be getting close to midnight. It's It's been a long day. As you get closer, a lot of the landscape starts to remind you of, of what you saw in the Crypt Garden, of the slow rot of the forest. But it's a little less necrotic and more just death. It's more just the trees are now blackened and bare. The ground is barren. It, you don't smell quite so much of the, the demonic rot that was there. And it starts to actually get maybe a little swampy, but that might just be because the, the landscape is barren of plant life. And eventually, as the trees thin out enough, you do see that you come across a mound of dirt in the, in the center of this dead clearing that Bucks led you to. And on top of the mound, it's almost like a small hill. You see a giant dead cracked tree, all the limbs completely gone from it. Don't see any people. I think this is the tree you were looking to burn down. Let's uh, proceed with caution. Perception. Yeah, nature check the tree, whatever was relevant. What what would you like to perceive or look at specifically? Bernie's looking investigation for like signs of anything. Like this seems wrong. Travancore is looking for evidence. What did it? All right, so Bernie's looking for general. Uh, give me general perception check. I'm sorry, Travancore. What were you looking for? I'm looking for signs of what did this. Like uh, whether it was the witches or some other force. Sure. Uh, you give me a nature check. Okay. Nature. I'm guessing bless is expired, right? Yeah, it's yeah. been 45 minutes. This is regular. Well, okay. Six. Uh, without getting a lot closer and digging around and doing a lot more searching, it's really hard to say. I mean, obviously, if this is where the hags are, and the, the natural assumption is the hags caused this, but, you know, you don't know for sure. You don't know how. You don't know why. Bernie, what would you get in your perception check? Bernie got a 23. So the hill seems like it might actually be natural. It's weird. It seems to break the landscape in a in a strange way, considering the area around you had been gently rolling. Very, very um, minor. And this is a mound. But you think this actually is natural. The tree on the top, the dead giant weeping willow stump of a tree that has no branches left, that is obviously put there it was there and it was killed that that seems unnatural you you don't circle the whole clearing but you kind of you know 20 feet to the right 20 feet to the left to kind of get a a view of the whole thing and it's silent there are no birds there's no bugs there's nothing the Feywild had always been a little bit alive with movement and while you couldn't ever really catch glimpses of anything everything was very skittish and fast and moved weird but it was an alive forest and now everything is dead hmm. um this may be redundant jonathan given where we are 
Can you detect magic? Not as the spell, but I can get a general feeling of the ley lines and such by doing an arcana check. If you're going to do an arcana check, though, you're going to have to tell me what specifically you're you're looking at and how close you'd like to be. I'm uh, assuming at this point you're still kind of on the edge of this clearing. You haven't gone in towards the mound or the tree. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to try and t- detect, I guess, what ma- what kind of magic are hags most associated with? Like necro- Like what school? Like necromancy? Roll a history check. Roll a history check? All right. Hmm. The... I think that is a 11. You seem to remember there are like a dozen different types of hags, and they all do different awful things. Right. Okay. Instead of an arcana check, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to get up close to the mound and try and do an investigation to see if anything horrible has been here recently and where it may have gone. Investigation or a, an arcana? Uh, investigation, because okay. if he can't remember what kind of magic they use, then he's not going to use... Sure. All right, let's see. Give me an investigation check. 24. You look around kind of on the ground at the, the place where this mound has uh, rises out of the flat dirt and don't see any footprints. You don't see any signs that there was a creature here. It's it's pretty deserted and empty. It's possible whatever is causing this thing, this rot, is centered here and everything else has fled. But you don't see any obvious signs of anything, any creatures, anybody. There's no burrow holes. There's no footprints. There's nothing. All right. Well, Travancore, can, can, have you seen anything has, come, has maybe come by here or left recently? Maybe we can follow it and kill it. I can do a check. Wait, guys, guys, I got this. I got this. I start punching the ground, and I say, tell me what you know. Intimidation check. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, Collerton rolls an intimidation check against the ground. Uh, Travancore, what what, what was it you wanted to do? I uh, just want to see, like, see what's to attract, like, track what's been in the area, like, what's passed through here. Sure. Do you give me a, a, a nature or an investigation check? Either one. Carlton, what'd you roll in your intimidation check? Uh, because I'm exhausted, I only got a seven. Yeah, the the mound does not move. Doesn't know anything. Guys, it doesn't, it doesn't know. It does not respond to you. Yeah, so all my good rolls are wasted on the battle. Uh, six. Uh, nature or investigation? That's going to be nature. Uh, you can confirm what Jonathan saw. The There's nothing that's moved through here. And your, um, your connection with Shadow and your study of the natural world, it's... Even with a six, yeah, there'd be nothing that would want to stay here. The same the same kind of issues that you had with the Crypt Garden. It feels wrong to be here, and any creature would not stay here if they if they could. Should we destroy the tree? You could try that. Maybe if you, like, channel... What if you overwater it and kill it that way? Channel a healing spell. Maybe try and restore some life to this tree. I could channel divinity. Maybe a, maybe a little one. Maybe just like a... Like a boo. I could try to cure wound. Well, Wait, could Seekin do something like could that? Could I use? Seekin's not with us. Seekin's said back at the. Oh, he's partying. back at the. Yeah, you left him back the village, with the, right, the right. fairies. So he wouldn't be Crap. turned into whatever those beholders make. Right. Can you imagine Seekin with that death kiss? He's like, no, guys, I'm okay. Ah! <laughs> Jeez, I, yeah. 
We're gonna get back there and Segan's gonna have made pets of all the beholders. Oh god. I feel like I'd have to touch it. I don't think necessarily the killing the tree. That's can can you can we can we do a chain? Like I touch it and you, then you touch me and it goes through me into the tree? Uh, no, I'll go I wanna do a check on the tree. I'm not sure what check I need to make, but it's kind of like the tree is so obviously not naturally brought low. Yeah, from from everything that everybody has has looked at, it might have naturally grown here, but whatever has caused the destruction in this area that affected the tree is not natural. This isn't some some regular root rot that's going on. Does a tree count as a creature? Sadly, no. If it was an end, yes, but in this case it is it is not. Guys, I can't. It does it a lot of my healing spells require like internal organs and work on like blood and not sap. Now I'm regretting not taking to speak with plants. Yeah. Um I could pray and find Maybe that yeah, maybe maybe Queen Bay has a suggestion. Bernie's Bernie's gonna walk up to the tree. She says the last thing she ever does. Yeah, you scramble up the side of this hill. It's a steep hill. Um, it, not enough that you have to roll anything, but it's gonna take you like almost climbing up it with uh, your hands and your feet to get to the top of it. And there's very little room at the top to stand next to this. It's not even really a tree. It's just an incredibly large dead stump. You think it might have been some kind of willow just because of the the size of it and the arcs of some of it. But it's been it's cracked and broken at the top. Like someone took the tree and broke it in half and all of the branches are just gone. You don't even see them at the top of this hill. You look around, you don't see anything. So this this thing has been dead for long enough that the the bits of it that fell off or were broken off are no longer visible. I don't I don't. I don't know that we can heal this. This is... Maybe we put it out of its misery. Well, I mean, I, th- I think it's been out of it. I think this would be... Honestly, I think what we want to do for this tree is the same as me raising a dead body. I don't... I mean, I can ask, I can pray, and we can find out. Maybe. If I can... If I can do anything. <laughs> but I, I don't... I don't know, guys. I'm not I'm not a nature cleric. I mean, they're out there, and they are out there, but I can try. I guess she's going to, like, roll a religion check and just... All right. You want to just start with a straight religion check? Yeah, let's start with sure. straight religion. That is a 21. I think she's going to kneel down, and she's going to put her... She's going to lay her hand on this stump, and she is going to pray and ask Bay if there's anything she can do. Uh, you place your hand on the tree, you kneel down, uh, you send a, a pray, uh, a prayer off to your goddess. <sighs> oh, it's cold. The tree is cold. This, this isn't even a dead tree. This is petrified. This is almost stone. This, this is not healable. Don't know if lighting it on fire would help either. So what's our next move? Like, what do we... These hags are around. They're bad. They're bad news. Buck saw something over here. So we need 
is so there's no like there's no power here there's this is just the leftovers of something so screwing with it won't wouldn't help wouldn't hurt anything right uh you have no clue what would you how would you check for that uh i guess guess an arcana check to see if this place has any like magical significance sure roll an arcana check uh that is a natural 20 uh so that is a 29 <laughs> everybody drank hey jonathan where are you standing right now uh, I would be standing... When you make this check. I would probably be, like, I would be at the foot of the mound uh, as Bernie, like, I would be there to help Bernie up if she needed it, but I would, like, I wouldn't be, like, at the base with her. I'd be a little further down. Okay. You're standing there at the base. You watch her touch the tree and pray. There's this solemn moment in where you're just left kind of wondering what's going on. You close your eyes and focus your arcane abilities, kind of reaching out in, in the Feywild, which has always been a little weird and it's felt a little off and nothing's been quite right. This whole thing is an illusion. Oh. This whole thing is a giant, powerful, crazy large illusion. Everything you're standing on, everything you're looking at, none of it's real. Guys, 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 yeah? it's an illusion. It's not real. Nothing's real here. And we'll stop there. We'll pick it up next time. Oh, dear. <laughs> as a natural 20 is basically almost the same as casting detect magic. So we'll, we'll say that. Uh, but let me give you a little bit of experience. Jesus Christ, Fuck. Lauren. <laughs> wow. Like, like, this, th like, that last moment is like Jonathan the Magic Muscular kind of looking up at Bernie, being all solemn, then like looking this way, looking this way. The camera starts to do that like, one like like 360 where it's kind of following him and like jonathan's trying to catch up he's like oh shit guys 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 cut fade to black cut to or, black cut to black cut to black. <laughs> oh no <laughs> all right for the fight and killing the the spectator and the um the death kiss for a interesting conversation amongst friends as you took a, a not really a short rest but a, a role playing short rest and for making it somewhere and figuring out something horrific and leaving on what I think is an awesome cliffhanger, I'm going to give you a total of uh, 6,900 experience to split between the four of you. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Year patrons. Thank you, Megan, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, That Indian Dude, Michael Lapointe, a.k.a. Vazarus, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.